It's nighttime in the big city. A fat man spits cherry pits into a cuspidor. Freshly fallen snow turns gray in the gutter. It's theme time radio hour with your host, Bob Dylan. Welcome to Theme Time Radio Hour, and we've got quite a show for you tonight. It's about a subject that everyone's familiar with, and I can talk about it off the top of my head. Webster defines it as a thread-like outgrowth from the skin of a mammal. That's not quite romantic enough for me. You see it in red, you see it in brown, you see it in black. It's curly, it's straight, shorter, it's long. But now I'm sure you've guessed, we're talking about hair. We're going to be playing songs about hairdos and hair don'ts. We're hair today, hairless tomorrow. Proper hairstyling has many factors, and for most, each person must be treated as an individual. Let's start off with Jumpin' Bill Carlisle. Bill recorded with his brother Cliff back in the 30s. Here he is with a traditional song called Sally Let Your Bangs Hang Down. I met a gal from old Kentucky. She was happy and go lucky. Sally let your bangs hang down. She called me honey bunny just to make me spend my money. Sally let your bangs hang down. She can land them, she loves them and she leaves them Sally, let your bangs hang down I'll find out what Sally's got Makes the men think she's so hot Sally, let your bangs hang down Sally changing clothes, she was in a perfect pose. Sally, let your bangs hang down. She caught me a peeping in. I don't think it was a sin. Sally, let your bangs hang down. Get on him, boy. Sally, she can land them, she loves them and she leaves them. Sally, let your bangs hang down. Sally calls me her man, she's getting all she can. Sally, let your bangs hang down. Be confessing, Sally's always kept me guessing. Sally, let your bangs hang down. She jumped up on the pony, she rode away with Tony. Sally, let your bangs hang down. Get him clear. She loves them and she leaves them Sally, let your bangs hang down I'll find out what Sally's got Makes the men think she's so hot Sally, let your bangs hang down Sally, let your bangs hang down By Bill Carlisle, the Voltaire of Hillbilly Music The swing bang gives us what is known as a reverse illusion Notice how the swing bang is directed up from the face Then turns forward, dropping slightly below the hairline. While we're on the subject of bangs, here's a couple of guys out of Massachusetts who took their band name from a George C. Scott movie. They had a hard time getting a record deal, so they set up a thing called Dial-A-Song. You would dial it, and it would play a song on their phone machine. They changed it every single day for a couple of years. Here's one they wrote about the fringe you find on somebody's forehead, as they might be giants with their song Bangs. Bangs Above your eyes, your hair hangs Below my mind, your royal flyness I take your bangs Bangs to drape across 
They might be giants. Some other famous people who wore bangs were the Beatles, Marlo Thomas, Prince Valiant, Andy Warhol, and Moe, arguably the smartest of the Stooges. I'm more of a shemp man myself. There's many different kinds of hairdos and many shades of hair color. The ever-popular Eddie Nowak recorded his debut single in 1949 about a certain honey color of hairstyle. Here he is, gentlemen prefer blondes. Gentlemen prefer blondes, but I guess I'm just a cat. I just prefer women, they keep my head a spinning. If they're blonde, brunette, or redhead, I don't care, cause that ain't bad. Any girl can set my heart a swimming. I saw a girl the other day, looks like a movie star. I don't know if she's blind or not, I was looking from the ground, I never got that far. Gentlemen prefer blinds, and I'm sure that they will do, but I just love all the gals. popular. Jokes about blondes are also popular. I don't condone these jokes. I just repeat them in the public interest. How do you make a blonde's eyes twinkle? Shine a flashlight in her ear. What does a blonde and a beer bottle have in common? They're both empty from the neck up. One person who didn't mind blonde jokes is Dolly Parton. She said, I'm not offended by all the dumb blonde jokes because I know I'm not dumb. I also know I'm not blonde. A wise woman, that Dolly Parton. 
The finished hairstyle may be compared to a finished painting inasmuch as the frame you put around the painting can either enhance or detract from the subject itself. We've been getting a lot of email lately. We're going to double up and do a couple of them today. Our first email comes from Eric Hoffman from Attleboro, Massachusetts. He writes in, Dear Bob, I'm a long-time listener, first-time writer, and I have a question. Recently, I saw a photograph of a painting by Paul Gauguin. I was entranced. I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about this artist. Also, could you play some Professor Longhair? Well, Eric, we'll definitely play Professor Longhair today. And about your other question, it's a little off the subject, but I'd never want to stand in the way of someone's curiosity about art. Paul Gauguin was what they call a post-impressionist painter. At age 35, he left his career and his family to devote himself to painting. He developed a style called synthesism. His best-known works using flat plane solid figures and bright colors were done in Tahiti. If you like his work, may I suggest the paintings of Kurt Schwitters. Totally different style, beautiful nonetheless. But back to the subject at hand, or should I say at head, because that's what we're talking about. The fuzz that grows at the top of your head. On our Devil's Show, we played Devil's Haircut by Beck. We told you about a few other haircuts back then. Here's a bunch more. We'll be talking about the Afro. Talking about bangs and beehive, big hair, the bun, the horseshoe flat top, and the duck's ass. Layered hair, low and tight, the beetle haircut, the mop top, the permanent wave, and the high top fade. I've had a number of these haircuts. Some of them are more complimentary than others. I think in the interest of equal time, we've got to play some things for the ball-headed folk. On our moon show, we played a song by our next artist. And we didn't tell you then that he recorded it under the name Dr. Feelgood of the Interns. Because we just think of him as Piano Red. Here he is now with another one of your great songs, Bald-Headed Lena. She's all right with me Bald head Lena Has anybody seen her? Cute as she can be She can't wear no wig Because her head's too big But she's all right with me Messy Bessie Tricky Tessie Both are full of stuff Mella Ella Happy Della Both of those gals are tough Now you take Lizzie She's so dizzy she don't know night from day Silly Tilly, lying Lily Take them all away Ballhead Lena, has anybody seen her? Cute as she can be She got a cute ball here Just as hard as lead, but She's all right with me Sloppy Gertie, she's too dirty Skinny Minnie, it's too lean Grace's face is out of place And Joan is downright mean Now you take Daisy, she's gone crazy When it lost her mind Jessie May might save the day But she's deaf, dumb, and blind Her bald head Lena, has anybody seen her? Cute as she can be She got a cute bald head Just as hard as lead But she's alright with me her bald head Lena, has anybody seen her? Cute as she can be. She can't wear no wig because her head's too big. But she's all right with me. She's all right with me. She's all right with me. Come on, Lena. She's all right with me. Oh, yeah. She's all right with me. That was bald headed Lena. Has anybody seen her? Piano Red. Another famous Lena was created by a cartoonist named Basil Wolverton. It's kind of an interesting story. Back in 1946, Al Cap began a storyline in Little Abner about the world's ugliest woman, Lena the Hyena. She supposedly came from Lower Slobovia and was so ugly that anyone that saw her would turn insane. For that reason, Al Cap never showed her face to the reader. Lena caught America's imagination, and the response was so strong that Al Cap decided to hold a national contest to find an artist who could draw the ugliest woman of all time. 
There was a celebrity panel, including Salvador Dali, Frank Sinatra, and Boris Karloff, who would pick the ugliest woman in the world. Basil Wolverton was an unknown at the time, but he won the $500 prize. And more importantly, his drawing of Lena was on the cover of Life magazine, becoming one of their most famous covers. Wolverton went on to become one of the most popular artists in the early days of Mad Magazine. Dippity-doo. You! Dippity-doo. For setting your hair. Dippity-doo. Rollers! Dippity-doo. I ran into Matt Groening at the comic book store. He took time out from buying the new Superman to talk to me. The secret of designing cartoon characters and I'm giving away this secret now to all of you out there, is you make a character that you can tell who it is in silhouette. I learned this from watching Mickey Mouse as a kid. You can tell Mickey Mouse from uh, a mile away with those two big ears. And the same thing with Popeye, same thing with Batman. And so th if you look at The Simpsons, they're all identifiable in silhouette. Bart with the, with the uh, picket fence hair and Marge with the beehive and Homer with the two little hairs and all the rest. So I think about hair quite a lot. Lucille Ball once said, once in his life, every man is entitled to fall in love with a gorgeous redhead. Amen, Lucille. Here's some famous redheads. Red Buttons, Malcolm X, Alexander the Great, Billy the Kid, Wilma Flintstone, Galileo, Sinclair Lewis, Yosemite Sam, Bette Midler, Molly Ringwald, and Little Orphan Annie. Sonny Burgess and the Pacers are going to tell us all about that red-headed woman. like that and you wish more rockabilly bands had trumpets out of the sun studios sonny burgess and the pacers sonny only made a few records and he was known as a wild performer he dyed his hair a bright shade of red to match his guitar and sport jacket it is in our modern day beauty salons that we find the finest beauty equipment plus highly trained beauticians waiting to serve you in your best interest some famous hairstylists include jose ebert Christoph, Alan Edwards, Jay Seaburn, and Vidal Sassoon. Now, what most people don't know is that Vidal Sassoon volunteered for and fought in the Israeli Defense Forces when the state of Israel was declared. Because of this, many Arabs refused to purchase Vidal Sassoon products. A lot of people hear our next artist, and they're not sure if it's a man or a woman, because he sings in such a high vocal range. But let me assure you, J.B. Lenoir is all man. As far as we can tell, his entire name was J.B. Lenoir. 
here's one he recorded back in the mid-50s called Don't Touch My Head, all about his new process. We'll tell you all about processes after the song. Here's J.B. Lenoir. I got shine shoes and nail manicure. I diamond ring, man, I got everything. So don't you touch my head. Don't you touch my head. you like for you to shine the night you can knock me down drag me day and night but if you touch this head jack you gotta fight so don't you touch my head down the mic. If you test this head, you'll get a left and right, up on side your head. That was J.B. Lenoir being protective of his process. The process was also known as the conch. It's a hairstyle popular among African-Americans from the 20s to the 60s. Slipping on a slide in Gene Noble with that good word on royal crown hairdressing. Everywhere I go, and I go just about everywhere, the girls are really gone on royal crown hairdressing. Even old long tall Sally use it. You know something, Gene? I goes for the girls with that royal crown look, because, man, hmm, she's got it. A conch would straighten kinky hair with chemicals. You had to wear a do-rag to prevent hair to revert to its natural state. A lot of performers were well known for wearing conks. As a matter of fact, all the photos of Muddy Waters' album Electric Mud show Muddy having his hair conked. It was the final days of the conk, however, because in the late 60s, the black power movement encouraged African Americans to grow their hair out in the natural style. We'll be hearing a song about that in just a little while. Here's another theme type radio hour favorite from the tiny town of Perryville, Texas. One of the mainstays of honky tonk music. Here he is, Mr. Ray Price. Bright lights and blonde haired women. I'm getting tired of roaming around. I'm getting tired of pain. Bright lights and blonde-haired women Don't thrill me I'm getting tired of being Lit up like a Christmas tree I guess I've done everything There is to do You said it would be this way Believe me, baby I'm all through Please let me come home to you
don't thrill me I'm getting sick and tired Of being lit up like a Christmas tree I guess I've done everything there is to do You said it would be this way That was Ray Price and Bright Lights in Blonde-Haired Women. There's lots of famous blondes. Grace Kelly, Marilyn Monroe, Britney Spears, Lisa Kudrow, Paris Hilton, and Goldie Hahn. But for my money, one of the most interesting blondes was George Raymond Wagner. He wrestled under the name Gorgeous George. He was known as the Human Orchid. Grew his hair long, dyed it blonde, and put gold-plated bobby pins in it. His valet would bring him out into the ring to the strains of pomp and circumstance. He was bathed in a purple spotlight reflected off his sequined robes while his valet sprayed a perfumed disinfectant. George called this Chanel Number no. 10. In May 1950, he won the American Wrestling Association world title. He invested quarter of a million dollars in a 195-acre turkey ranch. So maybe next Thanksgiving, you'll be eating one of Gorgeous George's turkeys. Your hair should be washed once every two weeks, or more often if necessary. If your hair squeaks after the final rinsing, you may be sure it's clean. However, the use of strong dyes or bleaches is very likely to make the hair brittle. Brittle hair, in turn, is liable to break off in larger quantities than you care to lose. Some people just aren't happy with the way they look, especially when it comes to their hair. There's a lot of famous toupee wearers. I could give you a list of them, but I'm sworn to secrecy. Some people, though, made fun of their own toupee wearing. For example, Jack Benny used to make jokes about both his cheapness and his toupee. In truth, he was a great tipper and never wore a toupee. But perhaps the most famous person to make fun of wearing a toupee was Carl Reiner, who played Alan Brady on the Dick Van Dyke Show. Listen to this. This is a cute one. I had this one made so people will say, Alan is losing his hair. Would you like that one? Or would you like a crew cut one that I had made for the summer? Or oh, this one, Mike. Alan, you need a haircut. Huh? What do you suggest I do with all of these now, huh? Well, there must be some needy bald people. In olden times, well-made wigs were very expensive and were a sign of status in the community. Some of the wigs were purely for fashion, some to comfort actual baldness, and in a few cases, ornate wigs were piled high on the head to make a short potentate appear taller. The wig was a sign of status and a statement of power. Many kings, such as King Louis VIII, King Edward I, King Louis XII, King Philip, King George II, all wore long, ornate wigs. As a matter of fact, they would not be seen without them. If someone saw them accidentally without their wig, that person would be put to death. Strange but true. Dukes, earls, kings, and presidents all wore wigs on the battlefield. In much the same way, a general would wear stars. It was a method of identification. Nowadays, you can still see remnants of this in the powdered wigs worn by English barristers. Here's a song about somebody who needs a wig, Roy Bird and his blues jumpers. Last time we played him, it was under the name Professor Longhair and Shuffling Hungarians. Different name, same great music. His bald head. Look at that. She got new hair. trying to tell y'all about supposed to be a good friend of mine's wife but every day on the job though you're telling me the same old thing you 
wished he had a married all some other night. Just look at that. She didn't have no hair. My look at that. Where's that girl here? Don't you know she's begging? She just begged him to take out to her ball. But he got her straight though, he told her. He said, I can't take chances. If I carry a girl, you got to stand out in the hall. Just look at that. You ain't got no hair. My look at that. How come no hair? Got a jug, he take me for a walk. Maybe down in Lee Circus Park. Which he did, he got drunk and he wanted to make a little love. He put his arms around her neck and he knocked a wig off. And look at that. She didn't have no hair. Hey, look at that. Where's that girl's hair? was Professor Longhair, Roy Bird, Bald Head. Nikolai Lenin, not to be confused with Vladimir, said whenever the cause of the people is entrusted to professors, it is lost. I guess they didn't know Professor Longhair. On the average, you have 100,000 hairs on your head. It grows 12 centimeters a year, and the average hair lasts from two to seven years. And I think perhaps the smartest man in the world, the man who made the most money for his company, was the man who wrote a single word, repeat, after lather and rinse. This is Theme Time Radio Hour, and we're talking about hair, and that's the long and short of it. A little earlier in the program, we played J.B. Lenoir, and he told you all about his process, and that's when the process was the height of fashion. A few years later, in 1968, the Black Power Movement made the process passé and encouraged African-Americans to grow their hair out in the natural Afro style. James Brown wrote a song along with Hank Ballard, and Hank recorded it. It's called How You Gonna Get Respect When You Haven't Cut Your Process Yet. It's a political statement that you can dance to, all about this change in hairstyles. How you gonna get respect? This I know, just being your natural self So get that mess out of your hair And wear your natural do And I'm gonna bet on my delight Respect gonna come to you Yeah. 
James Brown, along with Hank Ballard, are you going to get respect when you haven't cut your process yet? Shakespeare once said, there's many a man has more hair than wit. Samuel Goodman Hoffenstein once said, babies haven't any hair. Old men's heads are just as bare. From the cradle to the grave lies a haircut and a shave. Albert Einstein once said, long hair minimizes the need for barbers. Socks can be done without. One leather jacket solves the coat problem for many years. Suspenders are superfluous. I always knew I liked that guy. In our list of haircuts earlier, I mentioned the duck's ass. It was also known as the duck tail. Here's Joe Clay singing a song all about it. Joe was from Louisiana, and he chased that elusive hit for years. He ended up playing for 30 years on Bourbon Street and also drove a bus to support himself. He may not have made it big, but that doesn't mean his records weren't any good. You be the judge. Joe Clay, don't you mess with my duck tail. That was Joe Clay here on Theme Time Radio Hour talking about the duck's tail, which is also known as a DA, or a duck's ass. The style required that the hair be combed back around the sides of the head. You then use the comb to define a central part running down the back of the head. This looked like a duck's backside. A lot of people mess up the front of the hair, so a few untidy strands hung over the forehead. This is called the elephant trunk. Joe Sorello, a barber from Philadelphia, claimed to have invented the DA in 1940, but it was simultaneously fashionable among the Mexican-American pachucos. The large amount of hair grease needed to maintain this haircut is what gave birth to the term greasers. Real cream, real cream, real cream. There's a certain artist we play an awful lot of on Theme Time Radio Hour, and I know what you're thinking. No, we don't get any kind of kickback or payola. We just like playing people like Louis Jordan. Here he is again, and this time he talks about a girl who spent too long in the beauty booth and dyed her hair chartreuse, kind of bright yellow-green. People's hair would turn that color when they would try to turn dark hair into blonde hair. I left the peroxide on too long. 
So here's the cautionary tale, courtesy of Louis Jordan and his timpani five chartreuse. You're a freckled gal, you're a pug nose cutie, sweet as Charlotte Russe. You got big blue eyes, so I ask you why have you dyed your hair chartreuse? Chartreuse, 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 though you think it's mighty cute. Just wait till right and tell your ma that you died, you have chartreuse. Chartreuse, chartreuse, though you think it's mighty cute. Just wait till right and tell your ma that you died, you have chartreuse. In the days of old, when the nights were colder and the girls were true of blue, just think what Paul would have said to Ma had she dyed her hair chartreuse. Chartreuse, 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 though you think it's mighty cute. You went too far in that beauty booth when you dyed your hair Your hair was black when we lived on Chestnut Street. When you wore pigtails and ginger ale was your most favorite treat. You're a big girl now, so you think it's cute being fast and fancy loose. But you went too far in that beauty booth when you dyed your hair chartreuse. Chartreuse, 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 though you think it's mighty cute. Just wait till the right and tell your ma that you died, you have chartreuse. Chartreuse, 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 though you think it's mighty cute. But just wait till the right and tell your ma you didn't like black, you didn't like red, you hated blondes. Well, it's no use. You got mad and dyed your hair. That was Louis Jordan. You dyed your hair, Chartreuse. Dyeing your hair wild colors is not a recent thing. As far back as 4000 BC, the Egyptians supposedly dyed their hair blue, green, blonde, and various sandy colors. And during the 1700s, French women used powder to color their hair, various shades of blue, yellow, and pink. They'd look right at home today. Well, what do you know? We got another email. This one comes from D. Crosby, somewhere in California. He writes, Dear Bob, almost cut my hair. It happened just the other day. It's getting kind of long. I could have said it was in my way, but I didn't, and I wonder why. I feel like letting my freak flag fly, because I feel like I owe it to someone. Well, D., thanks for writing, and I'm glad you didn't cut your hair. You know, having long hair caused a bit of controversy in the 60s. But actually, in the 1920s, short hair caused the controversy. The bob haircut was a short, blunt cut, level with the bottom of the ears, all around the head. It was worn either with bangs or with hair brushed off the forehead. In 1921, a lot of women followed the example of Coco Chanel and Clara Beau and began bobbing their hair. Men hated it. And in 1925, a teacher in Jersey City, New Jersey, was actually ordered by the Board of Education to let her hair grow. Men divorced their wives over bobbed hair. Preachers warned parishioners that a bobbed woman is a disgraced woman. Maybe someone should write a song for all these women called Almost Grew My Hair. Here's our old friend Elvis with one of those songs that used to get lost on the B-side of a single. It's a hard rockin' number called Baby's Got a Brand New Hairdo. Elvis Costello and the Apexans.
That was Baby's Got a Brand New Hairdo. And in the lyrics, Elvis sings, She looks like Billy Boy Arnold, saying, I wish you would. I wish you would. That's Billy Boy you're hearing in the background. He was a young Chicago harmonica player and singer. He got his start on the Cool Record label. When he recorded his first 78 as a teenager, he was surprised to see the label read Billy Boy Arnold instead of his real name. He kept the name and joined forces with Bo Diddley. That's him you hear playing harmonica on records like Bo Diddley and I'm a Man. He never thought that Leonard Chess, who Bo recorded for, liked him, so he signed with the rival VJ Records. He recorded a lot of great blues sides, including I Wish You Would. A lot of people never knew who he was, but we're lucky Elvis' name checked him, so we can talk about him here on Theme Time Radio Hour. Last time I was in England, Ricky Gervais took me shopping at Claridge's, and we started talking. Well, I'll let you hear it. In the 80s, the haircuts. Listen, at some points, I had more than one haircut any one time. Um, I had extensions put in when I was about 20. That was ridiculous. Um, yeah, dyeing it, perming it, everything. Now I do nothing to it. I think I've had the same haircut for 10 years. I wash it, and I comb it back when it's wet, and this is how it goes. This is it. We told you in earlier shows how Eddie Vincent got his nickname, Clean Head, after a botched attempt with a lie-based hair straightener. Well, he wrote a whole song about being bald-headed, and I think today's a good day to play it. So here it is, Clean Head Blues by Clean Head Vincent. Cause my head is bald 
and hugged, kissed and petted Till all my hair was rubbed away When it starts to get wetter My head gets kind of cold I try to grow a little hair But I can't to save my soul When it comes to getting summer Get such a pretty tan You can hear all the women holler Where can I find that clean head man? Yes, they call me Mr. Clean Head Cause I've been bald a long, long time But I don't need to worry You get yours and brother You know I'll get mine That was Eddie Vincent, Clean Head Blues. Here's some other famous bald-headed folk. Yul Brenner, Sean Connery, Mr. Clean, Larry David, Ron Howard, Samuel L. Jackson, Howard Mandel, Charles Barkley, Charlie Brown, Andre Agassi, and Lex Luthor. I gave a bald-headed friend of mine a comb. You know what he said to me? I'll never part with it. Here's a story about someone with beautiful hair. It's got a bit of a dark twist, though. You would expect that, because it's from the Brothers Grimm, and it was first published in 1812 as part of their children's and household tales. It's the story of Rapunzel. A man and his wife lived next door to a witch. The witch had a garden surrounded by a wall. The wife wanted some Rapunzel, which was a type of lettuce at the time. She wanted it so bad that her husband agreed to sneak into the witch's garden. The witch caught the man and forced him to make a deal. He could take the lettuce, but when they had a child, the witch would get the baby. The couple had a baby, and the witch took her and called her Rapunzel. The witch put her in a high tower that had no door. It had only a small window at the top of the tower. Every morning, the witch would climb up Rapunzel's hair after repeating the phrase, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair, so I may climb the golden stair. One day, a prince came by and heard Rapunzel's song. He watched the witch and learned the call and climbed up into the tower. Unfortunately, the witch found out and cut off Rapunzel's hair and sent her away into a forest. When the prince came to see her, the witch was waiting for him. He climbed up Rapunzel's hair, which the witch had cut off. When the prince realized it was the witch at the top of the tower, he fell from her hair into a bush and became blinded by the thorns. He wandered around for years and years until he finally found Rapunzel. She cried and her tears fell into the prince's eyes and he was able to see again. He returned to his castle with Rapunzel. They were married and lived happily ever after. We got time for one more. Then I'm heading down to Carl's to get myself a haircut. Twelve dollar plus tip. A good deal. For our last song, we're going to let you in behind the scenes and hear a demo that Johnny Cash recorded for Sun Records in 1954. It was finally released over 20 years later on a collection of Johnny's work. Here's Johnny singing about his baby's hair. You're my baby. Whatever you do, wait, I ain't in, I can't get the time there. Hey, I love that hair, long and black, hanging down in the middle of your back, don't you... Hey, I love that hair, long and black, hanging down in the middle of your back. Don't you cut it off, whatever you do, cause I need it to run my fingers through. Cause you're my baby, uh-huh, you're my sugar, yeah, don't mean maybe, little woolly poker. Hey, I got a guitar, got six strings and a guitar pick that'll make them ring. 
Every string's got a note or two that I'm gonna use to serenade you Cause you're my baby, uh-huh, you're my sugar Oh, you drive me crazy, little woolly booger Well, I got a dollar that I saved, I saved it up for a rainy day Everybody's calling for bills that's due But if they don't catch me, I'll spend it on you Cause you're my baby, uh-huh, you're my sugar yeah, don't mean maybe, little woolly booger. Well, I had me a gal, she said she's mine, but she run around on me all the time. Now she's gone, I'm glad we're through, cause I'm plum goggle-eyed over you, cause you're my baby. Uh-huh, you're my sugar. What? Drive me crazy, don't mean maybe, drive me crazy. Little woolly booger. <laughs> that was Johnny Cash, and you're my baby. He needs your hair to run his fingers through. Well, the old clock on the wall says it's time to go. This concludes our first recorded series on the art of hairstyling. It is our sincere hope that you use this recording as a beauty aid and apply it to yourself. It will do wonders. I want to leave you with the words of P.G. Wodehouse, a very wise man who says there's only one cure for gray hair. It was invented by a Frenchman. It's called the guillotine. You may not like getting gray hair, but consider the alternative. Before we go, here's a couple of hair care tips. Brush your hair regularly before going to bed each night. Avoid brushing wet hair. This will cause the hair to stretch and finally break. Finger dry it or use a wide-tooth comb. Trim your hair once every seven weeks to avoid split ends. Never wash your hair with very hot or very cold water. Learn to relax. Hair loss can happen because of stress. If your hair is oily, cut down on fried food and fat. Drink plenty of water. And above all, for a thick, luxuriant head of hair, join us again next week on Theme Time Radio Hour. Your home for themes, dreams, and schemes. You've been listening to Theme Time Radio Hour with your host, Bob Dylan. Produced by Eddie Gorodetsky. Associate producer, Sonny Webster. Continuity by Eats Martin. Edited by Damian Rodriguez. Supervising editor, Rob McCumber. The Theme Time research team, Diane Lapson and Bernie Bernstein. With additional research by Lynn Sheridan, Kimberly Williams, and Robert Bauer. Production assistance by Jim McBean. Special thanks to Randy Azradi, Debbie Sweeney, Coco Shinomiya, and Samson's Diner. For XM Radio, Lee Abrams. Recorded at Studio B, the Abernathy Building. Studio engineer, Tex Carbone. This has been a Greywater Park production in association with Big Red Tree. This is your announcer, Pierre Mancini, speaking. Join us again next week for Theme Time Radio Hour when the subject is musical instruments. I'm not only the heck of president, I'm also a client. <laughs>